Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick Food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show. Thanks for joining us on uh, 103.1 Super Talk or on Super Talk TV or Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast. We appreciate you being here as we continue to celebrate the people who are working so hard to make this place and Mississippi, for that matter, such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, we uh, have a great guest. We're going to go to uh, Fofo Gillich here shortly. I wanted to just share two quick quotes with you. Uh, the first one was posted by my friend Frank Willem, and it's a quote by Aaron Matlock. And uh, gosh, it's really true for me. I thought of my mother uh, who recently passed away. This doesn't necessarily apply to her uh, because she happens to be my mother. She's not someone who came into my life, but she did certainly uh, she did certainly make me a better version of myself. But this is what the quote says. There are people you meet who become impossible to forget. They were not sent to you by accident, but instead destined to open a doorway to a different version of yourself. I, there are lots of people like that in my life, man. Good Lord. I think of uh, I think of Roland Weeks and Bobby Nichols and, gosh, so many people. I, I mean, people like George Schlegel and Chavis Sweatman and uh, John John Harrison from from um, from uh, 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 Hankite Whitney. I was, couldn't couldn't think of it. I think of you know Chavis Sweatman, man, and the. The work, watching him work after Katrina, so many people, so many people I came in contact with, and I was like a human sponge, watching them and learning from them and uh, working shoulder to shoulder with them. And I think we all became different versions of ourselves, better versions of, of ourselves, I hope. Uh, and uh, one more. Um, this is from Roger Federer, incidentally, who was born in August 1981. Of course, you know Roger Federer, the, the great tennis player. But he said, you have to believe in the long-term plan uh, you have. You have to believe in the long-term plan you have. But you need the short-term goals to motivate and inspire you. I, I don't, you know, wherever you are in leadership, everyone has a vision of where you want to go. Everyone has a vision of the overall plan. But they all understand that sort of that daily motivation that comes from those short-term goals are what inspires them to continue to work toward the long-term goal. And I think that best describes my next guest, uh, Mayor Fofo Gillish of Biloxi. He's always had a vision of Biloxi. He's always worked for a better Biloxi, even long before he became the mayor of Biloxi. But he understands that it's a bunch of short-term goals, all of them happening simultaneously that motivate him and inspire him to drive toward that vision of Biloxi that can be make Biloxi the best it can be. Without any further ado, let me welcome my good friend Fofo Gillish back to the Ricky Matthews Show. How you doing, Fofo? I'm great, Ricky. Thank you for having me here. It's always great to be with you. 
Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, you're you're a good man. It's fun to watch you in action, but there is a, never a dull moment in your world, is there? No doubt, Dave. You you summed it up. Action. That's where it is. And uh, whether it's you know uh, heavy or, or light, it's still action, and, and it still gets uh, my juices you know at, at the top. So. Uh, uh, it, it, I, I can't complain at all about the, you know, the nonstop nature of, of this ball game. And, you know, for our kids and our grandkids and, and, and again, you know, you know the value of family and you know the value of what your, your generation, your, your, your mother, your dad, your, your grandparents and did for us. And so that's what drives me. What we're going to do for our, uh, our, our subsequent uh, uh, generation. So that's uh and it, it's it's easy for me because you know I look back and see what they have done for us here, yeah. here today. Well, Fofo, it's interesting. I watch you, and you know you've 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 done a lot. You've you're you've become wise over many years. You're extraordinarily well connected. You care deeply about the city. How long will you be mayor? It's <laughs> a good question. Hey, it's nonstop. I've got many goals, you know, to go. I know where we need to be, and you know. Uh, sometimes uh, you know time runs faster than you think. So until uh, uh, um, until the job gets done, and let me say it that way. Do you in your mind do you, are you always running for re-election in your mind, or are you just saying you know let the ships fall where they may? I think I think that's pretty close. Listen, I, I, I you know I, I decided on what I needed to do as mayor. And what, what my goals are as mayor is to get it to the next level, and I think we're getting there. Uh, we're not there yet. We might not be there, you know, uh, a year from now, two years, five years from now. But, you know, it's my intent to get it there. Whatever the job takes, I'm going to do. Listen, um, <clears throat> there's so much to talk about. We'll we'll cover the waterfront during this conversation. But one of the things that is clear is that it is hot outside. <laughs> we're, we're experiencing record heat. It makes you think about the, you know, what what does a hurricane season still have in store for us? Um, I, obviously, it looks like things are clear for the next seven days. Some of the models are, are flirting that things could start to heat up toward the end of August. But regardless, man, we're in this, this stretch of heat right now. And I know that, that keeping citizens safe during this stretch, keeping your employees safe during this stretch is something that's got to be on your mind. No, it is dangerous. You know, it, we talked many times about homeless and, and some of these folks who, who struggle day by day by day. And, and literally, we've had a, a, a few... Uh, uh, deaths that we can attribute that to, and uh, it, it's nothing to uh, you know take lightly. It, it, it's deadly, you know. It's deadly, and uh, you know we 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 try to anticipate, and, and but uh, it's it's a lot of ground to cover, a lot of ground to uh, take care of. Uh, you know what needs to be done in this this record. I've never you know remembered it this hot this long. You know in the water this hot this long at this time. Yeah, it's so, so hot. In fact, I was coming out of church. Ann and I were coming out of church at St. Michael's on Sunday. And I just remember the – it felt like – I said this on the air the other day. It felt, you know, the, with a the, with the wind – I know there's a lot of humidity, but it was so hot. It felt like we were in Phoenix or, yeah. or uh, Las Vegas. I mean, kind of a – you know, the, that blowing heat. It just felt so strange. Thank you, Brother but, 
Yep. But Ann made the point comment to me, how would you like to be a roofer? You, know, you uh, think about all these people that are working outside. Yeah. Uh, they really have to pay attention to being hydrated and, and so on, because this is seriously dangerous stuff we're dealing with. No, no doubt. You know, I, I, you know, back in my years at the shipyard, you know, that was the worst place to be as a, as a, a craft worker inside those ships, either in wintertime or in summertime. It's unbearable. And uh, uh, you got to do what you have to do, but certainly precautions need to be taken as far as man don't kill yourself and it'll jump up on you as far as you know these headaches that wind up you know being a major uh, you know you'll see it you'll you'll hear it you know or feel it first and then you better be able to take care take care of business hey listen one of the things i noticed and i'll just tell people residents of, of biloxi in fact it does you don't have to be a resident of biloxi to take advantage of this but you could go to the uh, city of biloxi facebook page and uh, first of all, they just do a good job of sort of letting you know what the latest is. And if you go toggle down a little bit, this is the same tr thing true on their website, the Biloxi, City of Biloxi website, is you'll see some um, some heat, heat precautions, things that you ought to take into consideration when you get out in the heat, but be be very aware. You know, as far as the hurricane season is concerned, when you look at the, at the heat content, ocean heat content of the Gulf of Mexico, man, it's scary. I, and I remember... Remember, we were out in uh, toward the end of May, April, June offshore, and the water temperatures offshore were some of the hottest I've ever seen for this time of year. And now, you know, they're seeing some some record heat content out there. Let's just hope a a, a, a gathering storm doesn't make it into the Gulf of Mexico this year. No doubt, we pray for that. No, no question. He's talking about derail, you know, progress, and that's we don't need that. <laughs> Last couple of years derail, you know, uh, opportunities, and and we seem to come through that in a pretty good uh, situation. So we don't need a, you know, another twist and turn. So we just well, it's just not work. a matter of if; it's a matter of when. When? And I think one of the beautiful things that that has happened all along the coast, especially in places like Biloxi, is you know, rebuilding the infrastructure, build rebuilding in ways that will enable us to be more resilient. It not gonna, it's not going to be easier, but but it's going to be easier than it was after Katrina. We're we're in a much better position today to rebuild and to be more resilient than we've ever been, aren't we? Oh, no doubt. You know, you you look at, back at the you know infrastructure, uh, probably three hundred fifty. $50 million or so of uh, Katrina rebuilding, which is everything that went underwater was replaced. And that's deep sewer, uh, storm drain, water, and, and uh, just you know, those connections. Uh, you know, the original sewer system in Biloxi was, was uh, 1957 with a 25-year life span. And, you know, I got right in the middle of it in 2015. We finished a north contract. We finished a number of things on the west. And, but we're about, to about $120 million left in that project. But the result is we where we used to have 70, you know, we've eliminated 75 lift stations. So when you lose power and you lose the ability to move wastewater, uh, that's a big thing. So we minimized. We went from, a, uh, you know, 180 or so to uh, 75 less than that. That uh, is not going to, you know, let gravity be your friend, and that's what those those uh, those those deep projects that you see and have disrupted everything. But guess what? We've uh, uh, we're we're you know well positioned to uh, at least develop, you know look at that aspect of the. Of it's the hard to believe, man. 18 years later, 18 years later, we're still. Yep. 
rebuilding yep. infrastructure. But man, that's what it takes when you were the wor- ground zero for the worst natural disaster in American history. That's that's what it takes, man. Yep. And also the the reality that it's also sort of an archaeological dig that you're doing. As well. <laughs> hey, when we come back with uh, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Fufu Gillis, there's a lot to talk about from spring break to Tidelands to MGM Park, long list of possibilities. We'll see you after this break. and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I'm my friend, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Fofo Gillich. Fofo, we were, I was talking about a roof on a friend of mine's house the other day. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, it got replaced after Hurricane Katrina. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty good shape. But I'm thinking... That's 18 years ago. <laughs> it's not, you know, roofs that were replaced after Hurricane Katrina are old now. You're right. And you look at from the insurance aspect of that thing, a 15-year-old roof it has some implications as far as rating and, and uh, your insurance rates. That's a, that's ongoing kind of a consideration. You think it was yesterday, like we, we feel it was everything was yesterday, but it wasn't yesterday. Then you look at Zeta and look at some of the things that we're fighting right now with Zeta and uh, FEMA, and, and, and we're trying to rebuild a you know a lighthouse pier for $4.2 million when we have some uh, you know uh, estimates of 220 1,000 is what FEMA wants to give us. That's crazy. Everything is you. You, you can't. I can't repel my peer for 220,000 dollars. But everything is uh is is, is crazy with as far as the storms and and uh, what we've seen from Cristobal to, to Zeta and of course think back to the the mother of all storms with Katrina. You know. Hey, listen. I am. Uh, I'm deeply concerned about the insurance situation. I've talked about it here on the air. Frank Bordeaux is going to join me in the next few days, and we're going to spend an hour just talking more about it. But I've had numerous shows that have been dedicated to it. But we've got sort of the perfect storm because, sort of, first of all, the reinsurance market, the insurance companies. You know, insurance, uh, you know, Lloyds of London and the Bermuda syndicates, et cetera, they're having to uh, be the insurance companies for disasters that happen around the world. And there's not been a lot of luck as it relates to that. And so, Frank's saying we really need to have a couple of years for that to settle back down. So, when you have, you know, sort of worldwide events that are impacting insurance companies' the ability to get in reinsurance, their rates are going up. They're having to make decisions about what, what areas areas they're going to serve and what areas they're not going to serve. Um, The storm that hit Florida last year weighs into that. Florida is a a darn disaster already in the making as we speak. So we've got some insurance carriers pulling out, rates that are skyrocketing, people being required to do things. You mentioned the roof. That's That's a big consideration for people when they're dealing with getting insurance. And then on well, top of let that, me, you, you've got yeah, let the me, national- let me jump. Let me jump yeah. in before I forget yeah. about it because I had that same conversation with Frank when it comes to, you know, city of Biloxi and something. But, you know, uh, the war in Russia has yeah. a lot to do with what the lawyers in London had to choke down. So if you think about all the planes that were insured, who, in fact, by Lloyds of London, that passing that, that loss, and, and, you know, that worldwide situation impacts you and me. And, yeah. and, and it has, and it had in the city, I'm telling you, you know, uh, a, a pretty good, uh, almost 100% increase in property, you know, insurance premiums. But it, it's not just storms, it's everything. Yeah, no, I agree. It's 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 you're you're exactly right. And then on top of that, we have 
the FEMA National Flood Insurance Program 2.0. And yeah. the way they're let me let me give you my example as an example. So you know when we lived next door, we we survived Katrina. Thank God, had ten foot waves hitting our house. But when we built here next door, we built five point one feet above the ABFE requirement. So in in fact, we don't actually need flood insurance based on where we're, where the house is sitting. Built on one level, we built a, uh, a chain wall. We put 150 loads of dirt in there. We did. It was really expensive what we did, so that we could have the house all on one level, and and 5.1 feet above the ABFE. What the new National Flood Insurance Program does is they take the lowest point of your property, and they subtract it from the highest point of your property, which for me is 10.9. But we 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 built over 20 feet above sea level, but they are they count us at 10.9, and so it will go from six seven hundred dollars a year to over four thousand dollars a year, which is the target number. Now, eighteen percent a year, you know how that works. Uh, but the but, but, same, same boat, right? but if you're a new homeowner. If you're a new homeowner, you don't get stair step. You go straight into the actuarially sound rate. This this is an this is a disaster in the making for every coastal community of America. And meanwhile, we're having all these divided conversations at, on the national level. We're not really focused on solving problems. But when you combine the flood insurance issue with the homeowner insurance issue. That is a that is a a perfect storm hitting coastal Mississippi right now, isn't it? It's a big deal, and, and, and it is a big deal. And, and you think of all the you know coastal states and so forth, and you know it's just it's uh, depressing, really. You know, as you get older, so you know, goodness gracious, when is this going to stop? And uh, you know, I, I don't have the answer. I know. Yeah. We define the problem. Well, Frank, well, Frank and I, Frank and I, are going to talk more about this. He, before any any sort of catastrophic insurance coverage that would be federal in, in nature was fought by insurance companies. But given sort of where we're headed with all this and the number of counties in America that have had some type of you know significant event, he thinks that the that the insurance you know market insurance companies would be more open to some type of federal catastrophic coverage. And we need to have that conversation because if we don't start spreading the risk, if we start putting the risk on just coastal communities, for the most part, with over 50% of America's population living near a coast, and these aren't rich people, as you well know, buddy, with second homes and want to live on the beach. These are working class blue collar folks that are working at places like Chevron and Ingalls. And we just, we just got to sort to reset the whole narrative on this, right? You know, it, it's a, it's complex, and you know, when you uh, solve a part of a problem, it creates another problem. And you know, what's are, are you net better off or not? So, I mean, that's the uh, that, that's the complexity of, of things, and you really yeah. need to study it and, and you know make the the assessment and the analysis and say this seems to be because you know conditions can change, and, and, and at what seemed to be. Months ago, might not be. You know, right, yeah. right. right. I, I, I can't agree more. So let's shift gears. Um, there's been this sort of this ongoing disagreement between you and the Secretary of State as it relates to Tidelands. Um, why don't you kind of sum that up for people? Well, I, I'm a reasonable person. I use reason, okay? And I, I look at where things are, are done and why things are done. First of all, we're the only place that pays Tidelands anyhow. 
no no reservoirs, no riverfront, okay? And most of it, 85% of the 10 million or so that's generated for the state of Mississippi and the Secretary of State to do the things that they say that they do, as well as DMR. Most of that 10 million, you know, plus I didn't know what the, what the current numbers are, but 80 something percent, 84 percent, I think, is generated by, you know, uh, uh, Thailand leases in the city of Biloxi. Okay. And just give me a figure that I can book every year. And, you know, it, it changes and, and, and it's, it's at the whim of no uh, logic. You know, X leads to Y to, to Z and so forth. If, if we had some sort of thing, I could live with that. Uh, some sort of reasonable approach to a fair distribution. The same thing with gaming revenue. Same thing. Hey, if we're generating more money in business, you know, you can, you know, wh who, your salesmen make you more money, right? Okay. We're trying to sell the, the, this this thing. You know, don't be afraid to to grease the, uh, you know, to actually give some incentive. Hey, you you uh, give me a little. I'll parlay it. I'll make it. I'll make you more money. I can't seem to get that across to anybody with some, uh, you know, a, a reasonable position who, who's had, uh, you know, to to build and sustain things. And I'm just saying business approach. But hey, just give me my fair shot, a shot, a reasonable distribution of the, of those tidelands, which in effect now, uh, you know, back when gaming was had to be over the water. And that water was, you know, in the, in the opinion, the bottom, bottom land belonged to the state of Mississippi. And it was a, a fair, you know, uh, if you ask you know, a, a person who wanted to build something over the water for 100, 200,000 square feet, there would be some uh, some lease or some compensation. That, that makes sense. But now what? You don't have to do. You just got to be 800 feet, feet from the water, which is not, you know, if you want expansion, we've developed a waterfront that... Uh, you know, 55 miles of waterfront where gaming could be uh, take place. And, you know, I, I think, you know, the uh, in, in business competition and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, free market designates where it needs to be. And, and we've been very successful. Blux has been very successful in, in the gaming market and the hotel market and those kinds of things. So I'm just taking a position that uh, uh, and I'm not going to change that position. You know, I, I think we need to be uh, considered in a little different light now. Hey, so so your thought is that it, it, it's reasonable that casinos should have to pay a Tidelands lease. It's just sort of where you are. So what's the natural, beyond casinos, what's the, and I get the, the notion of if you're not on the water, you know, it shouldn't be a lease. Well, no, uh, there's not on the water. There's something called an in lieu, which means in place of, right? So there's no need to have an in lieu, uh, I'm going to say like Scarlet Pearl. They don't have the need to put anything over the water. They're located within that water, but they still pay a, 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 a lease to the Tidelands, okay? Yeah. The same thing with, uh, with uh, you know, the palace and, and, uh, and some of these other ones. They pay a Thailand's in lieu lease. Not, they're not using, they're not leasing the bottom land. You just provide that, you know, and, and that did change the, the world as far as after Katrina to go within 800 feet of uh, of the But, hey, I'm not arguing about that, you know, that component. Hey, but, hey let's do this. Let's, we're coming to the end of the segment. This is Fofo Gills from Biloxi. When we get on the other side, we'll talk about how the Thailand lease has been extended beyond casinos and what some of the problems that there are related to that. We'll see you on the other side.
Subscribe for free to the Ricky Matthews Show podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Reminding you why we all love living in coastal Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Fufu Gillage. And, you know, one of the points you just made a few minutes ago was that let's say you were to build a restaurant over the water at the reservoir. Are you going to pay a Tidelands lease there? Uh, absolutely. You know, you have to negotiate that, that situation. You use it sometimes over the over the the uh, the water, the bottomlands, and that would definitely be. You know, I think uh, the uh, the uh, the the schooner piers. Uh, you know, from the Black Sea uh, Seafood Industry Museum. That that requirement. I think some of the high and drive dockage that would would be required. Uh, yeah. And, and if if we were to develop. Uh, you know, some things on, on the point, on Point Cadet, although where uh, you know, our position is, if it was, you know, uh, controlled by the Biloxi Port and the Ports and Harbor language, you know, uh, we have the, the authority to do those things without a bottom lease because we've been, you know, uh, over the years, that, that's our position. But, I mean, you know, to be reasonable uh, is it, all I'm asking for. And uh, I, I know we've had some, some conversations and some letter writing so forth about you know, uh, what's fair. What, it just doesn't make sense. And I don't know whether you call it fair or not, but if I don't understand it, it doesn't, you know. Doesn't so, okay, so fair. what's the extension? What's the extension of Tidelands that is really giving you heartburn? Well, you know, it, it, uh, it, it it's just the unreasonableness of, of, uh, uh, of we generate a, a, a ton of money and we don't get a ton of money back or half a ton of money or 25% of a ton of money. So uh, uh, it, it, it would seem if we had some flexibility somewhere, we could make more money. But uh, it, it's uh, sort of my position is, uh, you know, why kill yourself, you know, and, and uh, uh, put all your energy in doing some things and, and, and you're not going to get a fair shake. That's all I've been asking. It's for the last three or four or five years, you know, yeah. from the to, current to what, to, secretary of states. To what extent does what you want to do at Veterans, uh, to what extent is it involved in this debate? Well, you, you know, you've seen the, the, that Veterans decision again upheld at the state Supreme Court. Uh, the position was we were sued that, that uh, you do not have the authority uh, and that the Secretary of State has sole authority to lease a place that, that was controlled. You know, this port of, the, the Biloxi Port and Harbor uh, Commission put that pier up. Okay, and 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 they tell us that uh, we can't do what we want to do. Well, you know, another pleasure pier, another uh, you know uh, uh, walkable uh, pier. I think was what we envisioned. Uh, and everybody tries to, to say no, it's going to be a gaming site, whatever. But you know, the point is, you know, if it was controlled by the Biloxi Port and Harbor and the, or the Ports and Harbor uh, law, uh, we we still have that you know that position. So I think that was upheld at the Supreme Court, and, and uh, the, as far as that project, we we do have the authority to, and the county, the county and the city together with that, to uh, to uh, uh, build that structure over that water. Yeah. And, uh, that's so one. I've watched I've watched the Attorney General, and I've also watched uh, the Department of Marine Resources. Um, by her lack of action and challenging the Secretary of State, is this her way of passively agreeing with you, or what? What's what do you think her position is? 
Well, I think, you know, uh, I, I can't, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but, you know, I think she probably has a similar uh, uh, position, at least what the law says. And, and DMR, you know, DMR was able to, to uh, issue permits and so forth without, you know, crunching or, or, or having to uh, uh, consider what the the uh, Secretary of State's position on it. And, and they've been been good with us every time we want to rebuild a pier or like Oak Street, right? Oak Street Pier that yeah. was, you know, we did that and, and we were we were challenged by the Secretary of State to uh, cease and desist. Well, we cease and desist when we finished it. And, and, uh, <laughs> and the same thing with, with the harbors, you know, with, with they always use, you know, we would give you a no-cost lease, you know, uh, to to uh, get a lease, a, a, a Thailand's lease for the harbors we have. You know, and, and the and the dockets we have for commercial book, uh, uh, shrimpers and and, and, and uh, boats. But you know, along with that lease, you know, comes control factors and and permissions that we don't think that uh, uh, we need because we've been operating this you know since 1699. We've been around a while. Right? We'll be celebrating 325 years. You so, know what? Uh, you know what's disappointing? Just just as a sort of a bystander watching this play out. It's unfortunate that the AG, the Attorney General, and the DMR, and the Secretary of State, and the county, and the city can't all be on the same page. It's it's unfortunate because you would think after all these years that it would, that the precedent and the approach would be super clear, and that we'd understand where precedent was in place already and. It's amazing that we're in in a kind of a confusing spot right now, isn't it? Well, I'm not confused. You know, I'm, I'm old enough where, hey, I'm not coming off my position. You know, uh, the, the, you know, my fuse is lit on where we need to be and, and what we need to do to get to where we need to be. And, uh, you know, we've been, uh, the former Secretary of State talked about us suing them all the time. Well, that's really backwards. They sue us on what we take, you know, what, what we put our position in. And we're going to do that. What's, I'm, easy, I'm an easy person to figure out what's best for Bluxy is what I'm going to do. Yeah, period. yeah. You know? So, but I, it makes me wonder about all the legal costs related to this and is it necessary because these well, these tend to be long drawn out ordeals don't they expensive you know because right when i first got into office okay uh there was a, a lawsuit that was settled and and uh, to uh uh to the detriment of, of the of the secretary of state and cost 900 something thousand dollars in bay st louis and, and and that's that's a matter of record and where did that money come out of Thailand's. okay mm. So, wow. and where any any lawsuit, you know, is going to come yeah. out of the Thailand's. Where is it generated? Biloxi. City of Biloxi, <laughs> for the most part. Hey, so look, uh, let's shift gears. Um, spring break was a big, big issue for us. The city of Biloxi on the Tuesday following the shootings, et cetera, uh, immediately began a process to think about, you know, what do we need to do? How do we need to control these situations? A lot of research was done into uh, promoters or lack thereof and lack of responsibility and accountability. And you know, it's a long, long list of things you guys had to consider. What's the latest on all that? Well, you know, we're in the middle of some public hearings and some readdressing of uh, special events, you know, ordinances and that sort of thing. But let me let me jump back a little bit. You look at what happened in New York City yesterday through uh, just connectivity and people pop it. That's the situation. It's not so much, you know, the ordinance or something. It, it, things can get wild real quick. 
and, and uh, you know, with the gunplay and, and the loss of life, you know, the, and, and the loss of life we've seen, in, you know, across even our, our you know, uh, our part of the, the Gulf Coast, it's it's really terrifying, you know, and uh, uh, one little twist and turn will be deadly for your family and, 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 and uh, you know, uh, the future of, 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 you know, of your community with just a, uh, you know, some out of control situation. It's hard to control 100 percent of, of the people who are, are, are with us. And, and uh, that's what's troubling. That, that's really what keeps you up at night that, uh, you know, there's not a solution, that, you know, uh, that that will fit everything. So we got to do our best. Uh, but that's troubling. And, uh, yeah, I get it. I, I get what you're saying. That there's there's no clean line that you can draw, and because so much, especially with social media and all, all the other stuff that's going on around that, you can a you know whether a quote unquote informal promoter, and maybe they're not even a promoter. Maybe they're just an influencer who says, "Hey, come here." Then suddenly you got an issue, whether it's you know whether ordinances allow it or not. You've got right. this impromptu gathering that that suddenly becomes a problem, and that may sort of be the way of the world. I mean, but but at the same time, at the same time, you, what you what you focused on, and I get it. I've I've watched you guys carefully. Is putting our ordinances in place that say certain things will be tolerated and certain things will not be tolerated, and you've got to you just got to you got to man up for the those. Potential situations and be ready to deal with it, but gosh, it's not clean in any way you look at it, is no, it? it? It's plenty gray, not black and white either way, and, and it's got to be gray, and it's got to be gray enough to you know to uh, do the things that uh, need to be done for the you know for our betterment for the for you know the community, and, and uh, we're prepared to do that. You know, and again, we've got a great staff and chief of police and, and, and fire department, and uh, just we're trying to do everything that that is you know. Uh, is is within reason, and uh, yeah. So, but the 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 step is to go through the public commenting period, <clears throat> consider that feedback, and then finalize whatever that plan is going to be. Right. right. And you know, we we reached out to uh, you know Panama City and and uh, Miami, and they they've uh, each each of our. Uh, uh, folks involved with the hey the the crafting of uh, what needs to be done you know for the whole year not just one one event you know you yeah. you, you, can, you can have some challenges in Mardi Gras you can have some challenges in, you know in cruising the coast we've been yeah. fortunate enough that never you know a few accidents and a few things but nothing you know the gunplay would would bother me and, 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 yeah. and that's too dangerous and, and we've had thank goodness we've we had uh, just a few incidents uh, you know up and down not part of any special event but it's scary you know it, yeah. it, it's scary I, I think the key is having, you know, in the case of cruising, you've got a centralized promoter that's working extraordinarily hard to coordinate with all the cities and municipalities, et cetera. And with uh, with the spring break activity, all these impromptu things that are happening, they're not formal, not with promoters that have accountability and whatever. And the more you can create promoters with accountability, the better the situation is going to be. Hey, when we come back on the other side with the mayor, we'll get the latest on MGM Park and whatever else is on his mind. We'll see you after right. this. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Gulf Coast 103.1.
Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have Secretary of State Michael Watson is going to join me soon, and maybe in the next day or two, and we'll we'll chat a little bit about this as well. But seems to me, man, we we burn a lot of legal expense trying to come up with something that maybe there's some basic rules that could be put in place that everybody agrees to, and quit spending all this legal money with all these challenges. I don't know. Uh-huh. Sometimes things seem easier than they really are. I know that. You know, people dig their heels in, and that's just <laughs> that's what happens, isn't it? But, well, like I said, I hate to say that, but that seems to be the case. And, but uh, yeah. you know, I, I'm you know, it's not. I'm not digging my heels in. I just crafted a position that seems logical to me and other people around me. What we got to do? Yeah, I get get it. Hey, listen, MGM Park, since it was built, I know that uh, AJ AJ had visions of special events there and all this stuff. There was a special relationship with the bow. Recently, the the parking lot's going to fall back to the city. You have the opportunity to do naming rights, et cetera. What's the latest on, on MGM well, Park? It's interesting you should bring it up right at this point because I think that, that reaching out, I know there was uh, you know a, 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 a an amphitheater kind of approach to performances and not you know uh, after the season. And, uh, and, and these conversations with the new owners, uh, is a little bit better position in in uh, what you know what the uh, major league baseball's conditions and so forth to do things you know over that field and, and I think they're being a little bit more creative in what are the possibilities because it's a year out it could be a year out facility and not just uh, 70 games and uh, you know just got to be reasonable uh, where you know I know there's some some action as far as uh, landing a few Sun Belt uh, tournament or something so forth I think in 20. 20- Five or twenty-six, and and uh, um, and again, uh, uh, college baseball is always exciting. And uh, you know, if, if man, if we could do that five or ten times a year, uh, that that helps you know our position. And again, you know, uh, uh, this is that it was BFF before Fofo, but hey, we're going to work this deal. And you know, I've got you know, eleven more easy payments to, to make on that stadium, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm not crying. We're just gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna work this thing through. Well, it doesn't look like the bow pushed back. It looks like the bow's been working with you to come up with a resolution that's gonna be that's gonna work for the city. Is that kind of where you are? Yeah, absolutely helpful as far as the naming rights and generating a little yeah. revenue. Yeah. Every, knocks off some of that debt service that we face every you know eleven more times, and then. Uh, the uh, you know the ability to to do things other than baseball with regard to off season and you know amphitheater like uh, uh, you know think those events that happened at the wharf in Tuscaloosa and Pearl yeah I think yeah that that would you know help knock that number down and, and, and some of the uh, you know the community events like the you know the marathon and and uh, uh, who knows what you know, next year will bring with regard what could happen in that stadium and uh, yeah it's, you know what it's a cool it's a cool venue it's a cool venue when oh, people when people post on social media from games or from whatever they're attending there usually it's games it's um it's it's just a it's a cool spot. It's very unique in uh, on the coast that you would have that venue in that place right. so close to the beach and it's you know and and it's and it's well built too on top yeah. of it. So yeah. you know I can see a wharf type scenario playing out right. there. I think there's a circuit. I think that, that you know the the same groups or different groups. I mean, you know, it's up to our imagination, up to their imagination, what can be done there, and uh, it, mm-hmm. it's something that uh, we're, we're hopeful that we'll we'll get uh, get some more activities of a different kind of 
nature. But the immediate, you know, the the uh, uh, the concert venue, uh, amphitheater venue kind of thing can be done quickly. And we're looking at coupling that those kinds of events as well as the Sanga Theater and, and even the use of our of our. Uh, 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 civic uh, center for you know a conference kinds of configurations, which is you know we've interviewed some folks that do this nationwide as far as uh, managing uh, uh, these kinds of venues, and so we're going to come to you know, a conclusion here and get that plan going. Hey, listen, I had Bart Luther on recently from Biloxi Bicycle Works. It's a uh-huh. cool little community it's of people. Yeah. And they're doing they're doing these bike rides through downtown and had a guy from Sweden with them recently. People just, you know, who come in from all over the world, come there, and then they want to go for a bike ride. And, you know, the, the, these people who are visiting, they're blown away by the murals around Biloxi. They want to see more of those murals as they ride around and whatever. But, you know, that's a cool sort of evolution of Biloxi, isn't it? It is, and you know, when they they talked about he talked about an event that they had on the fishing bridge, you know, on, right down by the palace, and they had a hundred yeah. or so bikers on a Friday night and doing the things that they do. But no, it, it is a it is sort of a, a good thing to watch them. And of course, we got a couple of policemen on on the on the bicycles too, so that's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. And uh, no, the, he's. He's uh, enthusiastic, and that's an understatement. So uh, yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree. But he's a smart guy, as you well know. I mean, he's extraordinarily well educated, and had a terrific career before he decided to get into that this business. So, you know, not only can you go get a bike there, and not only can you get your bike worked on there, but the way he's bringing communities together and all these bike rides. I don't know how he does. It. He's riding hundreds of miles a week himself. I don't know how he does it. His body fat must be zero. That's what I said to him the last time I had him on the show. But he gives he gives you and the city a lot of uh, props for working with the bike community and I just think the more walkable the more b- biking that goes on the better for the, for the community so anyway Fofo we're out of time but it's been a pleasure to spend some time with you my friend thank you man I appreciate it like I said we're trying to keep Alexa safe friendly and beautiful And uh, I know you are I know you are you got that vision man it always helps to have a great vision hey listen uh, it's been great to spend some time with Fofo Gillich have a great day and we will see you tomorrow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.